Hey champions, last week we talked about testing for Welcome to Jilar, the difference between exploratory, smoke, and sanity testing. Also, our future league and what that represents. This week, I want to wrap up this series of podcasts about the designing for Welcome to Jilar by letting you in in one of our major insights while designing the set and how we just steered into the curve instead of avoiding it. Before I jump into that, I gotta give a huge shout out to all my patrons. Thank you for making this happen. Remember, next month you will be getting your anime Nubia cards. Also, we'll have more special rewards starting in September for all our patrons. So if you want to sign up, sign up at www.patreon.com slash genesisboc. Okay, let's talk about our big realization and welcome to JLR. This is something every champion eventually has to learn and always gets confused about, and that's the stack. First, let's be clear about what the stack is. And before you go and think that this concept has been coined by some other game, you should know that this is a basic concept in mathematics and computer science. So I'm going to pull up Wikipedia and just read off their definition. In computer science, a stack is an abstract data type that serves as a collection of elements with two principal operations, push, which adds an element to the collection, and pop, which removes the most recently added element that was not yet removed. The order in which the elements come off of a stack gives rise to an alternative name, LIFO, last in, first out. You can read more about it at this link, see show notes, and I encourage you to do so. Now that we're clear about the fact that the stack is not coin, it's not a coin concept in another game and that it's open market for anyone to use, let's talk about what this idea represents and how it applies to Genesis. So imagine a stack of pancakes, warm, fluffy pancakes with some syrup and butter on top. That's the stuff. Now you've got the stack of pancakes in front of you and you want to eat them. The best way to do this is to dig from the top to the bottom and get each layer with each bite. Or maybe you just want to eat the top one and then the next one and then the next one and so on until it's done. The order, this order of eating the uh, the pancakes from the top to the bottom, this is the last in first out concept. Basically, you can't reach the second item until you're done with the first one. Computer scientists aren't super clever with their names. When they talk about a stack, they mean a literal stack. So you can think about a stack of dishes. You don't want to take the bottom one out because then they'll all fall. You want to take it from the top to the bottom. And that's this idea. You always want to start from the top of the stack and resolve things until you get to the bottom of the stack. So let's put this into an example for Genesis. If you've ever done a demo by me, you would have heard me say the game favors the defender. This is a simplified explanation of what the stack is. This is when two summons of same size attack each other, let's say two Jalarian Hounds. The second one to put the ability onto the stack will be the first one to resolve its ability. So if my Jalarian Hound attacks your Hound and you respond by having your Hound attack my Hound, yours is your attack will be higher on the stack, so it will resolve first. But just say in response to your Hound attacking, I respond by having my Fong use her fire shield against my hound. Well now Fong's fire shield is now the highest thing on the stack and it will resolve first. I know that's brief, but I hope you understand how this works. It's always the newest thing on the stack is the first one to be resolved. 
So let's introduce a new confusion here, triggered abilities. Let's look at Rampage Toss. Imagine I play Rampage Toss against you. The first thing that goes onto the stack is the basic attack 2 ability. After it resolves, and if it resolves successfully, then the toss goes onto the stack as a separate ability. The important thing here is that both the basic attack 2 ability and the toss ability don't go onto the stack at the same time. The attack ability has to resolve first before the toss ability goes onto the stack. And I explain why we design things this way in tomorrow's blog. All right. This knowledge of how the stack works can be powerful once you learn how to manipulate it. Let's look at a card like Gust. It has two abilities, the cast ability that deals two air damage and the push ability. Only after you deal the two air damage does the push ability go onto the stack. But something to note here is that the stack can be added on while things are being resolved. So after each ability is resolved from the stack, everyone has the opportunity to add more things to the stack to impact it in the new state of what it represents. This means if you play a gust and you deal the two air damage, and now after that air damage is dealt, the push goes onto the stack. In response to the push, you can play another gust, which will hit for another two air damage and put another push onto the stack. You can do this as many times as you want. And as long as each gust you play is after the previous one has dealt the damage, but before its, pu its push ability is resolved. Once you have as many pushes on the stack as you want, you can start to let them resolve. This will push your opponent multiple squares away from you, one for every single push ability that's on the stack. Okay, so we've talked a lot about the stack and the fun things you can do with it, but why is this important? Well, two reasons. The first reason is because this is a key part of the game. With so many swift abilities in the game, building on this stack is really important and learning how to resolve it is doubly so. This led us to the realization that instead of trying to simplify the stack, we're going to ask you to learn it even better. This, this leads into the second reason, which is because we've made cards now that play off of the stack. The first one is going to be a token card. So you'll get this in your booster packs. And the reason is we recognize that keeping track of the state of the stack can get kind of confusing. So using the physical cards to represent what are going on the stack, you could see once you pile them all up, okay, this is the top ability, let's resolve this first. That makes things a lot easier. So giving you a token card that you can get in the booster packs to help keep track of the stack is going to be very, very important. The second thing is a card called Foresights of the Ancient. So this is the spoiler for this podcast. And check the notes below to actually see the card. But the card itself is Swift Speed, costs 15 or to play, and Exert, and the ability reads, draw a card for each ability on the stack. This card is really cool in, uh, when it comes to Welcome to JLR because it actually calls out the stack for the players to learn. That way, if you don't know what it is, you have to go learn this concept to be able to play this card. Is this card confusing to new, new players? Probably, but Genesis is a complex game and we need to steer into that instead of avoiding it. Also, this opens the door for many more cards that could do the same thing in the future. Wouldn't that be super cool?
I know I'm excited for what new doors might open because of this ability. Now that you know how the stack works and that all the abilities go onto stack, you can imagine the sheer power of Foresights of the Ancient. So what do you think? Are you going to run this card? Does this card kind of terrify you? Let me know in the comments below and I will talk to you next week. Bye.